How you doing? You know? How, how you doing? Hey, look at me. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. I hope you're doing well. I hope, I hope you're doing good, you know? I hope you've had a good week since we last chatted. I have had a crazy week this past week. You really, well, not that crazy. It's about to get crazy, I should say. Uh, last week was nice. Kind of uh, was able to enjoy my last little bit of freedom, you know? Starting up the two jobs, and I'm still going to be trying to do the stand-up, trying to do the podcast. It's going to get crazy here coming up. And that's just real quick, I guess, before we get too much into it, I will say that I'm going to keep trying to uh, put these out on Monday. But, you know, today, for example, I had to go into Starbucks, do a little bit of paperwork, took up some of my time, and it's going to be just coming out a little bit later. You know, I'm still aiming for Mondays. Mondays is the goal. And it's going to be once a week for sure. But, um, yeah, just with the schedules, changes coming up, it might not happen on Mondays or it'll happen later in the day. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that so you can know what to expect. I know you're chomping at the bit for your millennial man-child. It's your guilty pleasure. It's what you want to listen to, you know, on your commute. I get it. I know. So I'm going to try and do my best to deliver that to you. But, uh, you know, just just be just be aware that maybe it won't happen sometimes. Um, but thank you for bearing with me. And you know what? Thank you all for still listening. It is much appreciated. Because, I mean, without you, I ain't got nothing, right? I'm just out here talking to myself. Which I probably would do anyways because I'm a psychopath. But that's that's not neither here nor there. Uh, and as always, you know, thank you for subscribing, sharing the podcast, rating it, giving comments, all that fun stuff. All that little bit helps me, keeps me motivated, so much appreciated. And if you don't do it, that's fine. I never do it either. I get it. I get it. Uh, but yeah, let's just get into it here. Um, it kind of, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it kind of makes sense. The, I'll just hit this real quick. I'm going to be talking about jobs today. You know, I'm starting new jobs. My schedule's going to be crazy. I figured it'd be fun to recap some of the jobs I've had in my life, uh, some of the things I've learned, some of the things that were good about the jobs, some of the things that were bad about the jobs. Yeah, so that's going to be the topic for today's episode. But before we get too much into that, i got a few updates here. Um, one of the big ones was I finally got to play Fortnite. I don't know why that's big. But it's just been, you know, if you're on the internet at all, on Instagram, seeing viral videos or whatever, you've probably seen some Fortnite. Whether it's a girlfriend being mad at a boyfriend for ignoring her while he's playing, or, you know, teammates getting mad at each other and losing their shit. All that fun stuff that, you know, video games do that really bring the best out of all of us. I know, because I've played them for a long time, and people are so caring and loving on there. <laughs> Not. But yeah, I finally got to play Fortnite. And I am fucking garbage. It's good to know that I don't know if I'm turning into an old man at 27, but I was trying to play Fortnite and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, there's, there's too much going on in this game. Like, I turned into that guy as I was playing it. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Because I love video games typically and, you know, all about it. But not only was I garbage, but it was just, it was a lot to take in. I will say that. So, it's good to know that, you know, I'm trash at Fortnite. Just figured I'd share that little tidbit with you, because you guys really are interested in my, my video gaming habits, I'm sure. Um, what else? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about the UFC a little bit because it was just a fucking crazy week in the UFC. I don't know if I talked about it too much on here, but I'm a pretty big UFC fan, follow it pretty closely. And between the main event, you know, with Khabib getting, like, having four or five different fighters offered and then three fights being canceled because Conor McGregor went crazy and, you know, threw a dolly through a bus window, people got cut up. It was a crazy week in the UFC and a disappointing one in some ways. Like the fights I watched those Saturday night with my brother, which was great. You know, we enjoyed that. Uh, the fights were s- still pretty good, even though they weren't what we expected. Um, but I was mainly disappointed in the fact of like how bad Conor McGregor acted. Very disappointing. I was a pretty big fan of his, to be honest, even though he can be a shithead and, you know, he likes to rub people the wrong way. I was a fan. And this definitely, I lost a lot of respect for him with the the actions he, you know, throwing that bus through a window, or (laughs) throwing the bus through a window, throwing the dolly through a window, you know, cutting up fighters, you know, putting other fighters, their well-being, you know, just, just very selfish, very immature. Somebody who has that much money who just had a kid, like, what the, it doesn't make any sense. And it actually, like, I wanted to talk about him in a podcast. I was going to do a podcast about badass millennials. And after these actions, I couldn't justify it. He didn't, like, his name just didn't deserve to be next to the other two people I was talking about. So, ended up not doing it. And maybe I'll do it later. I'll find somebody else to replace him with. But, very disappointed in that. Uh, yeah. Um, what else? That's pretty much it, I think. You know, still reading the subtle art, not giving a fuck, really enjoying it. But, um, about halfway through, maybe, you know, a little bit more about that next time. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast about jobs, and thanks for listening. talking about jobs today it just seemed you know like a good time because i'm about to start two new jobs both of which i'm i've never really done before i'm excited i'm a little nervous but i'm really looking forward to it because i know i'm going to be learning a lot i know i'm going to be back out in the public eye a little bit it'll be good just to be a productive member of society again you know what i mean like i've had an amazing past year don't get me wrong but it's nice to just be like oh okay I have a job again. I have a little bit of uh, something going on outside of my crazy, delusional 
podcast and stand-up, oh yeah, this feels good. It's going to be good for me. But, like I said, it kind of had me reflecting, thinking about some of my previous jobs that I've had. I, th- I figured, like, why not make a podcast about it? Talk about the good, talk about the bad, all that fun stuff. Maybe the, some of the stuff in between, too. But yeah, I guess we'll just start it off here, kind of at the first thing. I was at, The first way I was ever able to make money, I guess. I wouldn't call it a job. You know, I didn't have a, a W-2, wasn't paying taxes. But uh, it was when I was younger. I was able to mow the lawn, you know, maybe do that once every two weeks during the summer and get 20 bucks or something like that, right? And that was a, a great exercise for me as a child or job, whatever you want to call it, because it kind of taught me the value of money and hard work. Right? Because if I was out there mowing the lawn for an hour and a half, or however long it was, and getting 20 bucks, I was, you know, I was out there sweating. I was earning that money. So it made it, like, much more valuable, right? If you're just giving 20 bucks, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go spend that on whatever. But when you earn it, you come from this mindset of, like, okay, now I have to figure out what I want to do with this 20 bucks because I worked hard for it, you know? Like, am I just going to go spend it on candy or am I saving it for something a little bit bigger? And it was nice that I was able to mow the lawn and earn money that way when I was a kid. Because, like I said, it kind of set me up for success a little bit later. Like in my first job, for example. Like, when I was working at Dylan's, first of all, I was eager to work. Like, I used to try and do as many chores or all these little things to try and convince either my Aunt Karen or my dad or whoever to give me money. Because I didn't like to just be given money. I liked to, like... I like to earn it, you know, but they didn't always have a lot of money to give out in those type of ways for chores or whatever. So I was always kind of conniving in that way. I always like, oh, I'll do extra chores. I'll do Cameron's chores. I'll do everybody's chores, whatever. But um, that's it kind of set me up for success at Dylan's because I was eager to work. And I remember like I had my job at Dylan's two weeks after I turned 16. Like I was ready. I wanted to be working before then, but they're like, no, you're too young. So Like, I was on top of it, you know? And Dylan's taught me a lot of good lessons. Besides learning how to save up money, you know, learning how to work and balance school and work, all that good stuff. But it really kind of taught me more about the real world than I was ready for, for sure. Because working at Dylan's, you know, that place for just being a grocery store had more drama than any other job I've ever worked. Which is crazy to to know or like think of it now, right? The first job I ever worked was the most drama filled, like the, just the different personalities and all the craziness that went on there. It was a it was a lot of valuable lessons for me because I also learned like you can't expect people to you know live up to your standards, right? Like say if I would cover somebody's shift, like I used to be the king at Dylan's of covering shifts, picking up shifts. Somebody called in sick, whatever. I would be, I would always a yes man. I was always like, yep, yep, I got you, I got you. And, you know, the first time I actually needed somebody to help me, after I'd helped all these people, you know, they wouldn't really, wasn't really reciprocated back to me. And I found out, especially at Dylan's, that some of the older people just kind of knew how to game the system. Like, they knew like, oh, I could get this guy to work here, and I could take this day off, and blah, blah, blah. And they would almost make their own schedule in some senses. And I quickly learned that that's what was happening. I mean, 
at Dylan's, there was a point where I was like not being scheduled as many hours as I was because they knew I would just take them. Like they knew that if somebody called in sick or whatever, Miles would be there. He's got it, <laughs> you know. And that taught me that you couldn't expect those people to repay those favors, basically. And in a way, they kind of created a monster at Dylan's. Like I worked there for four years, and by the end of it, I was a, a garbage can. I was horrible. Like I was not a good worker. They had used and abused me. I was tired of that place resentful, angry, bitter, all of the above when it came to Dylan's because not I just didn't feel like they treated people right, for sure. And they have a high turnover rate there, so you know people were always coming in and out of those doors, <clears throat> which is funny because I was actually thinking about it today. You know, we had an orientation at Starbucks, and uh, as, always, as, as it always is, there seemed to be some technical difficulties, couldn't get my whatever right you know there's an account thing not quite set up it doesn't matter not a big deal but dylan's was had the best orientation out of pretty much every job i've ever had i remember it it was like you know it was quick the computers were all ready we were in we were out they knew exactly what they wanted to do um and it's so funny because they had the highest turnover rate too of any job that worked there was so many people going through those doors so it makes sense that they would have the orientation down because they were giving that shit to people constantly. It was like the only one thing that Dylan's did good, basically. But anyways, so, you know, Dylan's, it was up and down. It was probably one of the my least favorite jobs, to be fair. I learned a lot, you know, and how to deal with people. That was great. But by the end of it, hated it and was not a fan of it. And it kind of, you know... It just took a toll on me, and I didn't end up working in college because of it. I was like, oh, I do not want to do Dylan's and school at the same time. It maybe would have been better in Manhattan had I given it more of a chance, but I could just feel it going very similar pretty quick and was like, I got to get out of here. So ended up quitting or, you know, might have been let go. Who knows exactly? It was one of those things where I just kind of quit showing up, I think. So I probably got fired, but... Um, that, that's what happened in college. Uh, so I didn't have a job during school and my next gig was actually looking back. I was probably my favorite job. Uh, I just look back on it with such a fondness. It was just like a great summer, a great crew and shout out to EJ Hiss for making it happen. Uh, I love this job, even though I was fucking horrible at it. I was working on a, as golf course maintenance, you know, waking up <clears throat> every morning at like six or, you know, make, maybe waking up at 5.30 and being there at 6. Like, it was awesome because you'd be out on the course, mowing the course, as the sun was rising, you know, dew on the grass, could have the headphones in, just crushing it. So that was, like, that was one of my favorite jobs. Even though it was short-lived, you know, I only did it for, like, half a summer because I had to move up to Manhattan because some craziness that happened, you know, that's a whole another podcast in its own probably. But, uh... Yeah, and it was just amazing. I love that job because it was like such hard work. I remember we had to, EJ and I one time had to dig up irrigation and it was like six feet deep. We were basically digging graves to try and get to this irrigation system and we could not chug enough water because it was like 110 out and it was miserable. But that was great because you were, at that job you were done at three, you could go golfing after, you could go home, you could go to the pool. It didn't matter. It was great. You'd, and you'd be tired when you're you're done with that job, too. You'd be like, oh, it's like, it's time to relax. Like, let me get that AC. And I love that about it, too. But, uh, but yeah, it's funny how that was one of my favorite jobs, especially because I was bad at it. Like, I ended up 
with mowers in the sand bunkers and like I fucked up multiple times and had to get saved by multiple people. But yeah, for some reason I just look at that job with like such look back on it with such a fondness. It was a it was a good time. Uh, another fun job that I had and it's like much different. It's more. It was like you know I was working at as a gas station clerk at Zipstop, and that was great. I loved those that job because I was supposed to work in the store all summer by myself. Didn't have to, you know, have any supervisor. I was running it, you know, and that was great because I was just running the cash register. I'd have to figure out how to take care of all the cleaning and setting everything up. And you just learn how to work on your own because you got to get shit done. They'll notice if it doesn't get done. You know what I mean? Like you have to clean the bathrooms. You have to make sure the pop machine's clean, blah, 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 all this, that, and take out all the trash. And people notice. So you just have, you know, it kind of taught me that self-sustaining, you know, being able to work by myself or on my own and getting that shit done and not slacking, you know, cause that's important too. One of the things that I always try to take pride in is like, if I am doing a job is to make sure I'm doing it well. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that I'm doing my best while I'm there. And yeah, so that was another good one. The, the worst job I think I had, it wasn't actually Dylan's. The worst job I think I had was actually working for MetLife. I was, uh, an intern there. I met some great, like the crew I worked with, like we all, all the interns joined at one time. The crew there was pretty cool. I have to admit the best part of that job was definitely the cig breaks. I don't smoke cigs anymore, but I did back then. And I probably needed to, that job was fucking miserable. I was horrible at it. Again, another job that I just was not fit for, you know? And that's why they had this whole program. Actually, it was to see if you were fit for the job. You go through this three-month training, taking all these tests, doing all this stuff to become like an underwriter for insurance, which fucking sounds horribly boring, right? And it was, and I was horrible at it because it was required attention to super fine details and paying attention to this, that, and the other. And I just, my brain did not work that way. Was not good at it. And I have to admit, thank God I ended up getting fired from there. That was the first job I actually got fired from like had the meeting face to face sat down and they're like miles you suck you're fired that was that was a tough one because you know dylan's the golf course i kind of just quit showing up and you know i was a piece of like i said i was a trash can back then this i was actually trying but i just wasn't good at it at all and it was the first time i actually got fired and i was devastated for sure like i was like what me fired i'm too smart to get fired i'm this that and the other thinking all good about myself you know but it was actually the best thing that could happen to me because if I didn't get fired from that job, I probably would still be in Kansas City and not as, not San Diego. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with Kansas City. Love Kansas City. But it's not San Diego. That's all I'm saying. So it's weird how even something like that, like getting fired from a job, ended up playing such a crucial factor in what I ended up doing. You know, it's weird to think. I didn't really think about that. I didn't make that connection until I took time to kind of look back at this, which I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah. And then I guess it kind of leads me to LPL, which I've already talked about on here quite a bit. Um, that was my first like real, I guess, big boy job. I don't know, like where I was not in school, not, you know, living at home or whatever. I was like out on my own trying to make it on my own, even though I had roommates, but like, you know, everything was on, under my responsibility at that point, which was really interesting because like I said, like LPL had a lot of good and a lot of bad to it. The people there were great. I loved working with a lot of those people at LPL. They were fantastic to me, especially for my first like kind of 
corporate experience like that. And uh, I, I enjoyed it for the three years while I was there. You know, I have to admit, they were probably the worst offender when it came to <laughs> orientation, though. Like today, we had like a few technical issues, nothing bad. But there, I legit worked there for two weeks without a laptop. And everything I did required a laptop with my job. So, yeah, it was ridiculous how how bad, like, big corporations like that can work and how they operate sometimes. Uh, it's just hilarious. But, you know, working at LPL, you, you learn how to deal with a lot of personalities again, how to be in close quarters. Because, like, working in a cubicle environment, first of all, ugh, it's horrible in my opinion. I struggled with it. But... That's just how they have them set up. It's brutal. Um, but I don't know. Overall, I have to say LPL was great because not only did it allow me to be out here in San Diego, but I was able to make some money and really kind of get on my feet too. So yeah, it was a lot of good experiences there. Um, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, it sucked getting it sucked getting laid off and that was a bummer. But again, it's the next, it's what pushed me to do this next thing. It pushed me to start doing the podcast and start doing stand-up and all of that stuff. So without OPL again and not getting without getting laid off, I probably wouldn't have been doing this stuff. So again, it was crazy how this negative, you know, potentially negative thing in the end shifted to a positive, right? And that seemed to have happened a couple times throughout my, my job career, you know, getting fired or, you know, being done with Dylan's moving on, finding the golf course, these other couple jobs after that. Uh, were great experiences for me and I might not have had those had I just kept working at Dylan's you know I would have just been at Dylan's for eight years and I do know a few people who that happened to and you know what they hate they still hate Dylan's shout out to Dalton I know that motherfucker still hates Dylan's and uh yeah so it, everything kind of ends up working out in the end for me that's for sure and I'm excited by these new jobs I'm really looking forward to starting them and maybe sharing some of those experiences with you. But yeah, other than that, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My mouth and fucking brain were all over the place. I haven't been able to quite put it together, so I apologize. But I hope you enjoyed that, and thanks for listening. Folks, for some reason, it's just been a tough one. I've had like a million takes of each of these. This is like a Frankenstein podcast. I'm putting pieces together. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> My brain is gone. I don't know. But anyways, 
thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for being patient today. I hope you didn't hate today's episode too much. But uh, yeah, I just got a few things to talk about here on the the outro. Um, my first of all, my diet lately has been shit. Sodas and gummy worms have been just strong arming strong arming me. You know, just beating the crap out of me. And at the worst times too. It's not like I've been doing a little bit here and there, being all right. It's like literally, I you know, nine o'clock at night comes and I'm just fucking, I'm just craving them so bad. I turn into this like gummy worm zombie. I'm like gummies, you know, instead of like brains and chasing gummy worms, but it's been horrible. So I'm going to try and, you know, be a little bit more aware of that. Try and re implement some discipline because it's just been way too much. You know, I don't even want to, I haven't even been getting on the scale either. Cause the last few days I have just been a, just horrible, you know, just not, not in a good way eating ice cream, all kinds of bad stuff. So got to fix that. Got to get that back on track. Um, but other than that, you know, I have been trying to prepare myself for being much busier here coming up. I'm making sure to make, you know, put in the effort to make sure I keep the balance in my life. Right. You know, I talk a lot about how I got to make the effort to meditate, to exercise, to journal, to make sure I'm getting enough sleep, all of that stuff. And it's obviously a lot easier to do when you have a lot of free time like I do. Right. So it's easy to be happy or be working on that stuff. But now I'm going to have two jobs, going to be trying to do the podcast, trying to do stand-up. So I'm going to be really fucking busy, right? And I'm just trying to make sure I make the effort to put in place some things to make sure I'm still meditating and exercising, taking the time to make sure I'm taking care of me as well, you know, because that's important. And I know it happens to me when I'm not taking care of myself very well, and I don't want that to happen. So trying to avoid that, trying to set up that and just be aware that, you know, it's going to be tough, but I can do it. You know, we all can make time for some those little things like journaling and meditating. You know, we think we can't, but we definitely can. So I'm going to be looking forward to trying to implement that and making it work. Other than that, you know, <clears throat> I have been a little overindulgent lately. I've been watching a few shows. One in particular, I've been binging it just discovered it on Netflix and it's called Into the Badlands and I have to say I have fallen in love with this show it's like a how did you describe it it's like kind of post-apocalyptic like I don't know if there was a nuclear war or what happened exactly it's kind of vague but there's no guns but it has like there's like cars and it's kind of modern but there's no technology really it's just like it seems like it's kind of present day maybe a little bit in the past but no guns, and it's just like martial arts and swords and crazy stuff like that. So it's like a lot of crazy, fun combat. Cool. It's like a feudal system in a way, or like royalty. You know, there's these people called the barons, and there's the clippers and the cogs and all this stuff. So it has like a... It's just an interesting show, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm in the second season already. <laughs> I've been cruising on that one. So I wanted to share that with you, maybe check that out. The other thing I watched, was, uh, which was awesome was Ready Player One. I think I might have mentioned it at the beginning. I can't remember. My brain is dead. I apologize, folks. But definitely check that out. It was an awesome book, and it's kind of made me want to get back into reading another fiction book because it's been a while. But uh, watching the movie was awesome. They really did a good job of like, capturing the essence of the book while making it his own. And the CGI was just beautiful, in my opinion. And it's really kind of a movie that's for everybody. You don't have to read the book before. I recommend it, maybe, but... It's just a good one. Check it out. I mean, it's by Steven Spielberg, for Christ's sakes. I mean, the man knows what he's doing. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, 
you know, life has been good. I hope this finds you well. I'll just hit you here with the, the music and then I'll let you be on your way because, oh, I'm just going to be excited to be done with this one. It's been a rough one for me. Um, so here's the music uh, in order. Taking Care of Business, Bachman Turner Overdrive, uh, A Hard Day's Night by The Beatles, and Old Man by Neil Young. So thanks for listening, folks. Much appreciated. And until next time, Millennial Manchild. Out. Like a coin that won't get tossed Rolling home